is a blessing, and there is a blessing of the Torah. And the Talmud also teaches in the last 2,000 years, the time that we're in now, there's going to be a blessing of Mashiach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? You may say, well, the rabbis, they wrote that, but they don't believe in the Mashiach. Oh, yes, most do. There are some, there are some denominations of Judaism that don't believe in Mashiach anymore. But most Jewish people, or let's say most people who are of the more religious type, they believe in a Mashiach. And, and most of, and obviously, if you're in Messianic Judaism, you believe in Mashiach. We just believe in a different Mashiach, but they believe it's a time of Mashiach. And, and of course, um, if I have to say so myself, we do believe in the correct Mashiach. Amen? Yeshua. <laughs> so there's 2,000 years of chaos, 2,000 years of Torah, 2,000 years of, of Mashiach. And um, I just want to speak to you a little bit about, about Sukkot so we understand what is it we're celebrating. You know, we're in the generation today we don't have to understand, but if there's a party and if it's all joyful, we like to go to a party. How many like to go to a party if it's joyful and it's wonderful? Yes. Hallelujah. And so that's what we do here. We have a party. We have a celebration. And we're celebrating our Messiah. We're celebrating our God. Hallelujah. God, the God of all creation. The God of all creation. And you know what? You know why we celebrate at this time? Because what happened, remember, those of you who were there um, 5,000 years ago, <laughs> remember there was the sin of the golden calf? Okay. And remember there were the clouds of glory? And we read about it, the clouds of glory. And the clouds of glory were... Uh, were the Sukkot of Adonai being upon, being upon his people. But then came the sin of the golden calf, and, the, and after the sin of the golden calf, the clouds of glory disappeared. But remember, on the 10th of Tishrei, which was what holiday? Yom Kippur. Okay, I was wondering if you forgot. It was only a few days ago. <laughs> and... Um, so on the 10th of Tishrei, on Yom Kippur, that's when Moses came back, came back down again with the, the two new tablets of the Ten Commandments. And that was showing that God had forgiven Israel for the sin of the golden calf. And, um, and then on the day after Yom Kippur, um, Moses told the people to bring donations for the building of the tabernacle, and they brought them not only for not only for one day, they brought them for they brought them for two days. And on the fourteenth is of, Mishra, of Tishrei, the makers of the tabernacle gathered the materials, and on the fifteenth of of Tishrei, they began their work. And guess what happened when they started doing what God wanted them to do? 
They got rid of their sin. They, were, they, they repented and their sin was, was erased. Then what happened is they started doing the work on the tabernacle and the clouds of glory on Sukkot came back. The clouds of glory. Hallelujah. Think about it. Think about it. He is our cloud of glory. He is our clouds of glory. Just think how blessed we are to know the Messiah. It is so wonderful. And I speak to people all the time who want to know the Messiah and they have different ideas about who the Messiah might be. But when you learn who he is, and then you start reading, you start reading the Torah, you start reading the Haftarah, you start reading the writings, you start reading it, it all makes sense. It does all make sense. But the 15th, when the clouds of glory came back, that was Sukkot, and they had the joy because the clouds came back. And we have the joy this time because it's Sukkot, because we're commanded to be joyful, because we are just excited because it's a great time. And as I said, especially in Israel where they all say, um, um, build their sukkah and they sleep in, in the sukkah and eat in the sukkah. And um, I, I just think if you haven't seen Ushbazim, now I know I'm not sure when we're going to show it this week, but I know we are going to show it. Assuming we're able to get it on, we'll have to try that. And so stay tuned for an alert. And if you're here for the first time and you, and you don't get the alert and you're not on our list, then see Laura, raise your hand, Laura, see Laura and she'll put you on the list to get the alert. Whenever there's an alert, we started, we started the alerts because... Um, for when there was a time of, um, you know, if, if a hurricane is coming or something, we have to alert, and this way we can stay in touch with, every, with everyone. But there's also different events that come up and everything, and so just look at your alerts, and look at your newsletter. I know, we, we know who opens up the newsletter, and we know who doesn't. <laughs> so there's no such thing as privacy anymore. <laughs> So, <laughs> and if I call your name and I speak to you, want to speak to you afterwards, you'll know what it's about. <laughs> so, this is a time of joy, and God commands us to celebrate. And we, if we read from Leviticus 23, verse 33 to 43... Adonai spoke to Moses saying, speak to B'nai Yisrael and say on the 15th day of the seventh month is the feast of Sukkot for seven days to Adonai. And remember, we, we spoke on Rosh Hashanah how, how Tishrei is the first month of the year, but it's the first month of the civil year, but it's the, but it's the seventh month of the spiritual year. And, that's, and it's back to where we're talking about the 15th day of the seventh month is the Feast of Sukkot for seven days to Adonai. On the first day, there's to be a holy convocation. You are to do no laborious work. For seven days, you are to bring an offering by fire to Adonai. 
The eighth day will be a holy convocation to you and you are to bring an offering by fire to Adonai. It's a solemn assembly. You should do, do no laborious work. These are the Moedim of Adonai, which you are to proclaim to be holy convocations to present an offering by fire to Adonai, a burnt offering, a grain offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, each on its own day. Besides those of the Shabbatot of Adonai, and besides your gifts, all your vows and all your free will offerings, which you give to Adonai. And by the way, when the people were so thrilled that they were forgiven, and so thrilled that so that everyone brought everything for the tabernacle to build the tabernacle, the people were excited and joyful to bring their offerings. So on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruits of the land, you are to keep the Feast of Adonai for seven days. The first day is to be a Shabbat rest, and the eighth day will also be a Shabbat rest. So it's a day of a holy convocation and a day of a Shabbat rest, and that's why um, beginning tonight, uh, that's why we don't, um, our synagogue, won't be open tomorrow and um, because we, we close it on, on this day. And um, next Sunday, we, uh, next Sunday night, we have beginning, um, we observe this, the um, last day and um, also that day there will be, you know, the synagogue won't be open. We observe, we observe the, the scripture. So on the first day, you are to take choice fruit of trees, and that's what we're going to do in a few minutes. Branches of palm trees, boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and rejoice before Adonai, your God, for seven days. You are to celebrate it as a festival to Adonai for seven days in the year. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to celebrate it in the seventh month. You are to live in Sukkot for seven days. All the native born in Israel are to live in Sukkot. So that your generations may know that I had B'nai Yisrael to dwell in Sukkot when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Adonai, your God. How many of you read that this week? Okay, a few of you. How many of you did not read it this week? Okay, that's why I read it for you, because you should be reading it. <laughs> I want to make sure you read it, because you need to read these things. You need to understand Deuteronomy 16, 13 to 17. I think Rabbi Rutledge just read that. Right, it's a time, so we're not, we're not going to go to it because he, Rabbi Rutledge just read it, but it's a time of rejoicing and what do we do when we rejoice? What's, what's the number one thing that we should do when we rejoice? Can anyone think of that? Worship, what would you say? No, go ahead, say it. Might be. Smile? Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, no, the number one thing is, is yes, it's, it's worship, but also part of worship is the most important thing is that we need to be thankful. Thankful. And this is a holiday of being thankful to the Lord. 
We all know, because we've said it so many times, but we all know this is where in America they, got, they have gotten um, Thanksgiving from. Because when the pilgrims came over, they, they knew their Bible and they wanted to thank God, so they had a Thanksgiving festival. And that Thanksgiving festival, they got it from Sukkot. Sukkot is a time of Thanksgiving. And, that, that's, and when you read the Bible, you understand we need to be thankful. And we should be thankful for all things. And I know sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's difficult. And sometimes, but we need to be thankful it, because no matter what happens, we can be thankful and say, Lord, I trust you and I'm thankful. I, I, I wish it was a little bit different, but you know, but not my way, but your way. It's okay. It's okay. We want to be thankful. We have to give thank offerings as unto God. And the thank offering that we give unto God is our heart. Is our heart really saying, Lord, you know, I, I don't understand, but I trust you so much and I'm so thankful that I'm just going to believe that you are here, you're upon me, and you will lead me and guide me. And thank you for all the blessings you've given me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we have blessings, right now if we have blessings, let's stand up and give a thank offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. Oh, we thank you. You are King. You are Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have given us. For all that you have given us. Thank you. We thank you. And for most of all, that you've given us our Messiah. We thank you. We thank you that you're the God of miracles. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, you, you split the, red, the sea of reeds so that Israel could cross over. That's a miracle. You split the, the, the river so, um, so Israel could cross over into Jordan. Lord God, you, you, um, you, uh, you made it so um, um, Sarah could have a child at the age of 90. That's your miracle, Lord God. And you've done miracle after miracle as we read the Bible, miracle after miracle. And the greatest miracle of all is he gave us the Messiah. And, and, and if you're sitting here and you say, Messiah, yeah, but he hasn't come. Read the word of God. Read the word of God. And you'll see it. And I'm not talking about just reading the the Brit Hadashab, that's good to read, it's great to read, you need to read it. But just start reading, start reading the Torah, start reading the writings, start reading the Psalms. And the Psalms, it all makes sense. And every day of our life, we have to be thankful unto Him. So that is so awesome, so awesome. And, um, you know, I'd like to uh, read... Uh, Revelation 7, verses 9 to 10. Revelation 7, verses 9 to 10. After these things I looked, and behold, the vast multitude that no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues was standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes 
with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying, Yeshua, salvation, Yeshua belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Dear, hallelujah. And let me tell you about, let me tell you about the mystery of the nations. The mystery of the nations is if you're here and you're not born Jewish, that's the mystery that God saved us all, born Jewish and not born Jewish, and put us all together and made us all together as one in Him. And the mystery of the nations is that together we will cry out to the Lord and we will, just like we read, we will cry out with a loud voice saying, Yeshua belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb and will be in heaven saying that. That's the mystery. The mystery is we know God chose the Jewish people to bring the light to the nations. But we know that when Messiah came, not only did he come for the Jewish people, but he came for the nations. And the nations started pouring in. So if you're here and you're a part of us, it is so awesome that we can look upon God and he looks at all of us and he doesn't care what, what, how we're born, if we're born Jewish or not born Jewish. He doesn't care what color we are. He doesn't care what religion we were in. He doesn't care what race we are. He doesn't care what job we have. He doesn't care about anything other than he wants our praise and worship. And that's what we want to do here. Hallelujah. 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 And so, and so, I just want you can you can um, be seated because I just want to end. I have so much more, but I don't want to do that now because we're going to um, go into the sukkah. I'm going to have that sukkah service, but I want to end with this. In Revelation 21, the beginning of verse 1, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I also heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is among them. He shall tabernacle among them. When we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacle, we have to understand that that is God dwelling with us. As we go in and dwell with God, God is dwelling with us. And, and, and before I finish the rest of that, I just want to read to you one more passage from Zechariah 14 1 to 21 you know there's nothing greater than reading the word of God and just reading it 
Behold, the day of Adonai is coming when your plunder will be divided in your midst. I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to wage war. He will do it. And it looks like it's in the process of happening. The city shall be captured, the houses ransacked, and the women ravished. Half of the city will be exiled, but the remainder of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then, then Adonai will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in a day of battle. In that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which lies to the east of Jerusalem. And the Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, forming a huge valley. Half of the mountain will move toward the north and half of it toward the south. Then you will flee through my mountain valley because the mountain valley will reach to Azel. You will, yes, you will flee like you fled from the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. And then it says in, um, in, verse, in verse 8, Moreover, in that day living waters will flow from Jerusalem, half toward the eastern sea and half toward the western sea, both in the summer and the winter. And verse 9, Adonai will then be king over all the earth. In that day, Adonai will be Achad. He will be one, and his name will be one. And then in verse 16, it says, Then all the survivors from all the nations that attack Jerusalem, the nations will lose it's, because it's God. They're fighting against God. But in all the nations that, it, that attack Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king, Adonai Sivaot, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate Sukkot. Furthermore, if any of the nations on the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, Adonai Sivaot, they will have no rain, no blessings. But now we go back to what we, or, or go forward again to Revelation, and again, verse, and, and again, verse 3. I also heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is among men, and he shall tabernacle among them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them, and be their God. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, nor shall there be mourning or crying or pain any longer, for the former things have passed away. And the one seated upon the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give, I will freely give from the spring of the water of life one who overcomes shall inherit these things and I will be his God and he shall be my son but for the cowardly and faithless and detestable and murderers and sexually immoral and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars their lot is in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death God desires to dwell with us, to tabernacle with us, and he desires to dwell with all people. He does not want one to perish. He doesn't want the nations to attack, but he knows it's going to happen. He knew before creation. 
He doesn't want those that we just read about to go to this lake of fire. He wants all to come to him. We serve a God, a loving God. And we have to be thankful every single day of our life. So let us understand that even now, at this time of Sukkot, we are dwelling with the King Most High, the God Most High, the Adonai Melech, Adonai Melach, Adonai Yimloch, Le'olam Ve'ed, the Almighty King. We are dwelling with Him. And whatever your situation is, whatever it is, and we know that we're praying for Esther and God is with her. She's with her tomorrow for her operation. And we know, as you praise God, and we know that God is with the Rabbi Don Goldstein, who we pray, who we keep on praying for, and and praying for a miracle. And God is and God is with so many of, of you who I I don't want to call out your names because you told me things that we're supposed to pray for you, so we're praying. But the thing is, God knows, and God is with you. And no matter what situation you're in, He is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And we have to thank Him every day and rejoice every day and worship Him every day because He is God and Lord and King. And Yeshua, Yeshua is the name above every other name. Not because I say so, but because the word because the word of God says so. So give him the glory and rejoice. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. And now we're going to have that special dance. <laughs>